showed the videos of these great weightlifters? Yeah. About 50 years ago. Did you know Dennis Yoklich? I uh, know the name. I used to work out at his gym. And, really? Uh, back then I used to have Yeah, to, he was a power lifter back in the 80s. I remember him. Yeah, and a bodybuilder. Yeah. And well, I'm talking about actual strength feats that you've actually witnessed. Back then the world record in the bench press was 650. And Dennis was cutting back from, he weighed about, he was. He was well, before that, it was 7'11". Jim Williams did 7'11". I just don't know if that was in a, I don't know the actual status of that record. Do you remember? <coughs> Who? Williams benched 700, 7'11 in a t-shirt. Well, back yeah. then I remember it was like 6'50". Yachlich was a real strong guy, though, yeah. Yeah. And that's a question I'm going to pose to you. We misloaded the bar for him, and he did 6.10 for a double with a, two, a good two-second pause on each one. And wow. then he stripped the bar off because he had to move it for some other guys that were going to squat. Yeah. And he cheat curled it and brought it to the power rack and put it on there. And back then he was about to compete in the Mr. America. It was like 1971. So he had cut down to about 240 pounds. That's the greatest strength feat I've ever seen. How much did he cheat, Curl? 315. He stripped off Three, enough to get it to 315. 315, curled it, put it in the rack. After doing a double with 610 in the bench. That yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty with no good. wraps, no nothing. Just yeah. And he was 6'5". Yeah, he was a big, impressive guy. Nobody remembers him much. It's unfortunate. Where was this? Uh, Pueblo, Colorado. That's where he had his gym. That's right. Pueblo, that's where I knew that guy's name from. Do you know a guy named Trujillo up there? Which one? Uh, well, yeah, that's, I realize that's kind of a stupid question now that I said that, but he was about a 148 guy. Yeah, he had a, he a little had a younger than me. The bench for a while, uh, so. What the hell was his first name? Ruben. Ruben Trujillo. Yep. Yeah, I lifted in a couple meets with no, him. Back in the, that would have been 1980, 81. Tell him I said hello if you run into it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. What about uh, nutritional supplements or uh, protein supplements? How do they? Are they oh, are they I don't get into that shit. Let's let's let these two guys talk about that. They're much more familiar with it than I am. Uh, I think you need to eat a bunch of protein, and I think if you have Good whey protein supplement that you're eating a bunch of protein. Other than that, I don't think you should consider whey protein a supplement. It's food. Yeah, it's a. Well, but I mean, it's a supplement. I mean, it's not part of a meal. You're you're taking it between meals and. Well, it, it's like right. a shake out of it. So, yeah. how much? How much do you need? How much do you weigh? Two hundred. Get two fifty. Two hundred fifty grams a day. All right. Get it but isn't that bad for the kidneys, Dr. Baraki? Doesn't that, doesn't that kill the kidneys? It's hard on the kidneys. Doesn't protein cause cancer, Dr. Baraki? I've heard it does, you know. It causes cancer. Cancer. C-A-N-T-S-E-R. Cancer. Causes those cancer. My, those were not my questions. I just want it clear, right? No, I understand that, but I'm just, I'm just bringing up questions that the general public will always ask you because their doctor has said that 
protein is bad for the kidneys. Is there anything besides uh, protein supplements that you suggest? Uh, you ought to have some creatine. Creatine monohydrate. I've got the microphone. I'll repeat what he said. Creatine monohydrate. Five grams. Five grams. Five grams once a day for the rest of your life. Everybody. Your wife, your dog, your kids. Older you get, the more important that is. Older you get, the more important high-quality protein at high levels of intake is. That's, that's what I tell everybody that I coach who asks me this question. I say all, all that I personally use and all that I would tell them to use, blanket recommendation, would be to get enough protein. You can use whey if you need to to hit how much protein you need. It's like a convenience food, yeah. right? And then creatine monohydrate. Beyond that, it's fluff. People ask me about BCAAs. I, usually, you're not a high enough athlete to need that kind of stuff. BCAAs, that's an amino acid, that's in protein. Everything else, you're not. You're probably, for general health, generally don't need it. You can get your vitamin D checked if you want to see if you well when you need some or not. I like fish oil. I take a couple of those a day. I think that's probably a good antioxidant. I take an 81 milligram aspirin a day. Uh, Sullivan's got me doing that. Probably a good idea to keep your platelets under control. Don't let them do nasty things to you. Uh, anything else? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, I'm not in order to get, like, when I'm, when I'm lifting heavy, I have to eat in order to get strong, right? Yes. So how much? Because, like, right now, I eat about you mean how many calories? How many calories a day would I need? I'm 140 pounds. So my goal is to get stronger. Yeah. So you know, I usually watch what I eat. So to get stronger, like right. My so diet. again, this is coming back to the stuff I mentioned in the programming lecture, right? We say optimal to facilitate the most optimal progress you can on the novice program. You need to be gaining weight. That might not be an interest of yours. You can still get stronger without significant weight gain. You could probably gain a few pounds and not even notice and get a whole lot stronger on it. You know what I mean? But, but I know you don't want to go and gain 20 pounds. So train, eat enough protein based on your body weight. Our standard recommendation about a gram per body per pound of body weight for a young person, more than that for an old person. Eat plenty of carbs so that you can fuel your training. The fats will come in with the rest of the food. You don't have to. And I can count that or something that will be in your meat, eggs, dairy, all that kind of stuff. Okay, so just keep it the way I am right now. Cause I if you're recovering, making progress, that's right. good. Okay. If you're stalling, reconsider and say, have I lost five pounds without realizing it in the past week? Well, I haven't been keeping up with my nutrition. I need to eat a little bit more. Okay. <coughs> I thought there was a whole preconceived notion that you can't gain muscle without gaining some fat with it. That's not a preconceived notion. That's, that's not a preconceived notion. That's just true. That's just. Anytime you cut, you're losing. When you gain weight, you're gaining both muscle mass and body fat. You could skew the proportions, but you're gaining both. When you lose weight, you're losing both muscle mass and body fat. You could skew the proportions, but there's going to be elements of each tissue involved in any weight gain or weight loss. <coughs> That's not a preconceived notion. That is a true fact. That's a scientific fact. So do you all do any kind of cycling, though, into the gains and the <laughs> we, don't, no. we don't, no. Y'all just keep getting bigger and have to work out? This isn't the cycling seminar. This is the barbell training seminar.
Cycling is, yeah. Get through your novice phase. Figure it out at that point. Right. Get a coach. Okay. All right. Uh, two All right. Two-part two question. Um, I had an opportunity uh, to do some internship work with college and professional athletes, so I came to the same conclusion that you did from a standpoint that PT has kind of flooded the sports or athletic performance. Yes, it um, has environment and so just kind of but I know that there are still good physical therapists out there it's not all bad um, so well, there's three or is four there is there any recommendations for the general public that because I mean the general public automatically thinks something hurts they're not going to a strength conditioning coach they're going to a physical therapist right and so is there anything that you would say to the general public that when they go to try to kind of evaluate a physical therapist you know things that they should be asking them, things of that nature? Oh, God. There, there are so few competent physical therapists, in my opinion, that I don't think the general public should be subjected to physical therapy. Yeah. And, it's, I, and I, this sounds ugly, but the vast majority, I mean, like, and by, when I say the vast majority of the time, I mean 99.5% of the time. If someone goes to a physical therapist and gets better, they just healed up. Right. They were going to heal up anyway. Mm -hmm. They just healed up. Okay. Because physical therapy is so conservative mm -hmm. right. as to be unable to provide the initial stress aspect of the stress recovery adaptation uh, phenomena that we based training on. If physical therapy were based on stress recovery adaptation, it would actually work. Mm -hmm. But they don't think in those terms, they're not taught in those terms, and very few of them practice that way. Mm -hmm. There are a few that have arrived at this conclusion on their own, but the vast majority <laughs> of outpatient physical therapy is a way to bill insurance, and that's all it is. Mm -hmm. And I guess my, my second part question is actually more for my my uncle who cannot make it uh, to seminar but he's um, he is active guy over 60 um, still hikes regularly works out um, but he has some low back issues and so um, but he's real big on this uh, Stuart McGill um, and I just didn't know if you've seen his material if you know anything about him I'm aware of him I haven't read his material okay he'll probably tell you the same thing about me yeah. <laughs> uh, I have my I have an article in PJ Media that came out last week about back pain and strength training. Yeah, I actually I, he's already read it. He's read that. Yeah, That's, those are my thoughts. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Mark. I actually I wanted to ask you about that because a lot of the I do some training and a lot of the population that I work with is in their sixties and have you know herniated disc or you know degenerative discs lots of back pain and so everybody uh, in their 60s has herniated discs and degenerated discs right so every single one <coughs> of the human race so my question every member of the human race by the time they're in their 60s has something wrong with their back that will register as pathology on an MRI without exception every single one of them Right. So my, my question is, like, when you get somebody that comes into your gym. Just so we're clear on that. <laughs> like, you know, and they're having symptoms, how do you walk that person through their program? Is there anything you do differently with them, or do you just start them on the same With thing? symptoms, without symptoms. 
what's it? What? Yeah. What are the? Well, I mean, if they're just physically having pain in their back. God know. Almighty, man! Everybody's got back pain. Right, How so many in this room have never had back pain? <laughs> never had back pain. Now, isn't that crazy? Not everybody in the room is 60, yet all humans have had back pain. It's the most common, the most common reason for loss of work hours is back pain. It's universal to the human condition, back pain. Everybody's had back pain. You want to watch me stand up right now? Let me show you something. I woke up Monday morning, having minded my own business all night, got up Monday morning, and my back hurt. And it hurt Monday, and Tuesday, and Wednesday, and Thursday night. These assholes show up, and I got a train. So I squatted. I squatted the empty bar and 135 and tweaked my lower back. Could feel it tweak. I put two and a quarter on there, put my belt on, squatted again. It was fine. Squatted 255, didn't feel a thing. Squatted 295 for a double, didn't feel a thing. But I'd already tweaked it with the empty bars. I couldn't keep it flat at 135 without enough weight on it to squeeze against. I couldn't hold it flat. And I and I tweaked it, and it's still fucked up. It'll be okay probably by Tuesday. But everybody in the room has had this experience. Mm -hmm. If you depend on people who have never had back pain for a training population, you're going to starve to death. And what you have to do is you have to show them how to squat correctly and how to deadlift correctly. You've got to understand the difference between back pain and pissing on yourself and a numb leg and, you know, neural, you know, no shit patent neurological problems and back pain. You have to understand <coughs> the difference between that, those two things, but everybody's got back pain. So what you do is, is you squat, you press, you deadlift. You might want to hold off on power cleans and you bench press. That's what you do. Okay. So my what? Because what else are you going to do? Leg extensions? Why? Not train? What is that? Play canasta? What, what are you going to do? After the first session, they're like, oh, damn, my back feels better. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if somebody's so fucked up they can't bend over, you're going to have to figure some stuff out. But in, in general, people whose backs hurt, they come in, they, they teach them how to squat, you teach them how to deadlift, and they'll feel better the first time. Yeah. It teaches them. They're okay. Yep. It teaches them that even though they hurt, they can still move. No shit. No shit. How do you think I felt when I put two and a quarter on the bar and walked it out of the rack, having known I just hurt my back at 135? Should have stretched. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I should have done. Foam roll. Yeah, I asked my ball. <laughs> one more question. Right. Um, do you guys ever ever do any farmers walks, or what are your what are your thoughts on that? No. 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 Too busy doing squats. 
Bench presses and power cleans to do farmer's walks. Oh, some of these guys in here fool around with them. But it's, yeah. It's not the way we build strength. It's not how strong men, but how do you get where you can do a big farmer's walk? Get your deadlift up. I did a heavy farmer's walk the first time I ever tried because I deadlifted over 700 pounds already. And then there's obviously a little bit of skill acquisition there. You've got to try to compete at the thing. You've got to learn the basic skills, but... For the most part, you just you just train. What I did was train all week, like a power lifter, basically. Just lifted heavy, basic barbell stuff. But I'd play around with the events on a Saturday. That's for people that are actually competing. You know, like I've used them some clients, just clients that get bored. Just break up the stuff, monotony. You know, like if you're trying to let them push the prowler every day or whatever, the fat. And they get tired of pushing the prowler. They can, whatever, they can do some of that stuff. Have them flip a tire or whatever. But, so Ultimately, it's just an expression of strength. <coughs> Last question. I just was curious, like, what are your well, you best... Well, you don't get, but you don't get all three questions. We got these poor fuckers over here. I haven't had one question. I just want to know, what were your best lifts? Like, just, back we'll get day? back to that. All right. All right. All right. I work out at a national chain gym. I see a lot of the stupid shit that trainers teach people and lots of stupid right. shit going on. right. But it seems like a good forum for spreading this information, the advantages of barbell training. I'm, wondered, I'm wondering if you've, if you've tried any different ways to partner with them in having their trainers go through this certification or doing seminars at these large chain gyms or I don't know, any way to use their distribution to your advantage to spread this information to their uh, clientele. Does anybody in this group work at Gold's Gym? work employed at Gold's Gym? Anybody employed at Powerhouse? Anybody employed at any national chain gym? You're employed at LA Fitness? Doesn't seem to be working, does it? I would not prevent any of their employees from coming to this seminar. But this seminar is hard. And most of those college kids that are juniors in an exercise physiology program uh, don't have the money to come to this thing, A. B, have been told by their faculty that they already know more than we do about this. And C, would never pay for this seminar tuition in personal training fees before they got fired at the Globo gym for trying to show people how to use the barbells instead of putting them through the machines. Because that's what they've been hired to do. It is a difference in business model. Large chain gyms do not make money showing people how to squat, press, deadlift, bench press, and power clean. That's not why they're there. They are there to sell memberships. There is absolutely no interest on the part of corporate management or individual gym management in applying this business model in their in their gym. So it will never occur. I think you're right that they don't care about the same things that you and we care about. They care, care about. about selling memberships. Uh, fair. But Not in people using memberships, but in selling memberships. Oh, sure. I, I agree with all of that. Right. I guess the, the thing I submit is that there is a way for them to figure out how to sell more memberships or make more money and also achieve the goal of spreading this information 
more broadly. I disagree. It's not been my experience that that's the case. Remember when he said right. we're narrow casting, right? Yeah. The, the, this is too hard for most people. The, like even you guys in the room, like half of you are going to go home after this seminar and never do this again. That's the reality of the situation. But all of you in this room are better than the vast majority of people who are going to try to play fitness because you still ponied up 900 bucks to come to this thing. And now you know all of this stuff, whether you intend to use it or not. Sure. We don't want a macro cast, right? It's the, the idea is like, it's kind of hard to come here. It's well, we'd like to. Broadcast. Broadcast is the word. <laughs> macro cast is not a word. <laughs> narrow cast is a word. Broadcast, because narrow, broad. But narrow to macro, those aren't, you know. <laughs> so, so I'll use reps in the word. <laughs> So, now I'm just saying, it's just look, I mean, it's not, and we've done this for, for decades. People that aren't interested aren't interested. It's, it, it's just, I, I know, look, man, it's, you guys are early in this fitness field. You want to change the world, but well, I've been we're trying. It's not that we're not trying. It's just that at some level we get it that, like, there's 95% of the population is never going to be interested in this. And those are the people who want to pay $10 a month to walk on a purple treadmill and read Cosmo magazine. They're just checking it off a list, right? And the gyms they go to are, their entire business model is charging $10 a month to have 3% attendance. Because 97% of the people that go there, well, why would you cancel a $10 membership? They always just think- That's the business model at Planet Fitness. That's their intent. They specifically market at people who will not use the club. They don't want those people to use the club. They want a $10 a month automatic draft on a person who they've never seen but one time. That's the whole business model. And to think that the corporate fitness industry is interested in suddenly making people strong, that's, they disagree with the premise. Not only is it not their business model, they disagree with the premise because it's in their interest to disagree with the premise. Sorry, that's just the way she is. <laughs> What's that? It's a noble thought, but that's just the way she it's is. It's too expensive. It takes too much effort to put somebody through this thing. And you'd have to pay more to, than $10 a month. To coach. And most to people coach. are stupid. Fair points. The vast majority of the human race is stupid. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely true. I also agree with that. Hillary Clinton won the popular vote. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you need to know? You know? So, I mean, it's just, it's just the way shit is. We will, won't we? We've already, yeah, we will. We, we, we really missed a great opportunity there, didn't we? We missed an opportunity to have a great president. Okay, because it's time.